923, good morning. Welcome to the program. Uh, this weekend is the American Music Awards, and of course, that is where uh, some of the biggest musicians on the globe strut their stuff and play their music. And Taylor Swift uh, was uh, is set to perform this weekend, wanted to do a melody, and wasn't sure if that was going to happen. Last night, Big Machine Records issued a statement saying it had agreed to grant all licenses of their artists' performances for the upcoming American Music Awards. To find out the skinny on exactly what that means, we're joined by Alan Cross, the guy I was just talking about, host of the Ongoing History of New Music. Uh, you can check out his blog at a Journal of Musical Things. Welcome to the show, Alan. Good to have you on. Where do you want to begin with this? Let's begin at the very beginning. It's uh, a very good place to okay. start, as Julie Andrews once sang, um, at where the drama of Taylor Swift performing her songs or not began. All right, let me see if I can summarize this. Last year, she left her label, Big Machine, for a big money deal at Republic Records, which is owned by Universal. She had the opportunity to re-sign with Big Machine, but decided to go with Republic. She also had the opportunity to stay with Big Machine so she could eventually earn back her master recordings, which are the final products of the recording sessions, one album at a time. You deliver us a new album, we will give you one of your old albums back, the copyright and the, and the rights to the master recordings. Now, I should point out that when you sign a record deal, you give the copyright of the master recordings to your record label because that is that gives them the exclusive right to market, reproduce, and distribute that music. That's what record labels do. Right. And everybody signs that deal. So the masters are owned by the record label for a... a you know, a period of time until the artist can get them back, okay? Standard stuff. It's not just poor Taylor. It's standard stuff. She also had the opportunity to buy those masters outright, which she did not do. So she went on this big rampage about how she's being ripped off, about how men, white men in the industry are trying to control this little girl and that she should just shut up and take her, her medicine and all that sort of stuff. So that kind of blew over for a while. She also, at one point, decided that what she would do in order to regain control of her masters is to create new masters, and the only way to do that is to re-record all her big hits. So she would counterfeit herself. And would she have to change them slightly when no. she re-records? No, 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 no. You're just creating a new master. It's a new recording. Just think about that. Well, that hardly seems fair. Well, You've signed a deal. Well, the, there is a deal in most contracts that say you can't do that for a specified period of time because this prevents artists from taking music from that they have agreed to distribute through one label and go to another label and distribute a sound-alike song through them. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it's tried, it, it, it stops double dipping on, on the part of the artist. So, uh, okay, where am I with this? So we come up with the this American Music Awards, which, by the way, are the poor man's Grammys, created by Dick Clark when ABC wanted something to compete with CBS and the Grammys. It's, it's, a, it's a bogus thing. It's just something to, to put on TV in the Christmas season so people would go out and buy records. That's what I think of the American Music Awards. So she wanted to do a medley of her songs because she's getting some sort of Artist of the Decade Award, which is you know, fine, great. She claimed that Big Machine, as the holder of the Masters, was stopping her from using that music, using her songs, songs that she wrote and performed, on the American Music Awards, which did not make sense at all, because she owns the publishing to those songs, 
And without getting too far into the weeds, that means she has the ultimate hammer, the ultimate control over where those songs can be used and performed. Okay. okay. Is it, that's like the licensing and things it's like the, that. It's a, it's, a, it's a licensing thing. Okay. She doesn't have to license to herself because she already owns the license. Sure. Okay. So, uh, however, there is a slight technicality. She cannot do these forgeries, counterfeit re-recordings until sometime in 2020. If she appears on television and if that show is recorded, which it will be for showing on the West Coast, or if pieces of that program are put up on YouTube by ABC or somebody else, well, does that constitute a re-recording of those hits and therefore she is in breach of the contract? You following me so far? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but performing something on a TV show, you get, there's something in the United States called a blanket license. So she didn't have to seek permission to perform those songs. The technicality came in what is going to happen with the recording of those songs as part of the appearance on, um, on the American Music Awards. So she blew up this narrative saying that, uh, you know, she was being stopped by Big Machine from performing her own material because she was being repressed and she was being told to shut up and be a good little girl and all, you know, again, Taylor Swift playing the victim card. This is something she does a lot. I mean, all you have to do is go back through all, all her hits and say, oh, gee, who did Taylor Swift date this time? Oh, that blew up. Okay, here's another hit song. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So she, this this whole thing, in the meantime, she's also really bad-mouthing in public Scooter Braun and Scott Borchetta, the two principals in Big Machine and this new company called Ithaca Holdings. Again, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds. Right. And and she has been really going after them to the point where this last week she had her fans say, you know, we need to stop these guys. So some but of they've been getting death threats, right? Death threats. That's ridiculous. I know. So the offices. And has she stepped up to say, no. guys? No. Wow. They had to close the offices early on Friday because of the threats that were coming in, uh, and, and and everybody was scared. And the only, you know, you know, it's 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 you know, Taylor threw her hands up. I didn't do anything like Donald Trump, right? I just I didn't, you know, in, encourage. So anybody. Taylor Swift, we always like to think her of think of her as this little girl, but she's, she's actually not. Isn't she, she in her thirties now? She she I think she's twenty nine or thirty. Yeah. She is a multi 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 millionaire. She is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. She is not some naive waif, right? For whom everybody everybody is taking advantage of, and and she's guided by her father, who who by the way was on the board of directors for Big Machine when it was made. The decision was made to sell them to this Ithaca Holdings. So, oh, hey, I didn't hear about this sale. I heard about it like all of you guys on Twitter. No, your father was on the board of directors. Wow. So, you know, there's there's just so much of this narrative that is that now, just doesn't smell right. Okay, American Music Awards. Taylor Swift wants a lot of eyes on her. They need ratings. How likely is it that maybe she was working with the AMAs to try and well, get people to watch the show? Let's play the cynic here. Last year, the American Music Awards brought in a whopping total of 600 or 6.5 million viewers. That's it. In a country of 320 million, they got 6.5 million viewers. That was down 25% from the year before. Two things. They're in trouble. They need some kind of a uh, big boost, which, of course, is why they invented this Artist of the Decade Award to give to Taylor Swift, because hmm, then she'll appear because I'm giving, you know, I'm getting an award. Uh, so that could boost ratings. Mm -hmm. And secondly, secondly, 
Taylor's first record for Republic hasn't been the hit that it was that, that the, all the records for Big Machine were. So the record, I don't want to call it a stiff. It's not, but it's not the big blow-up record that the other six had been. Right. So uh, is, okay, I'm just playing the cynic here. You scratch it's, my back, I'll uh, scratch yours. Yeah, you know what? We'll create a little bit of controversy. Interesting. In an appropriate, uh, you know, with an appropriate uh, distance away from the awards, we'll let this build. The media will take over. I'll put some stuff on Twitter and Instagram. We'll just see what happens. You know, you can only play that I'm innocent card for so long, and well, there's an expiry is, date. This is why I, I get so exercised about this is because, you know, she, she, I'm not on anybody's side. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just poking holes in her narrative. Mm -hmm. You are and, feisty this morning. This is uh, an odd, know, odd thing for Alan Cross. Uh, you know, it just, it just, the music industry is a terrible, terrible place for everybody to play. It is controlled by uh, the executives and more and more private equity firms. And, uh, you know, there's the stuff that we don't talk about. The only thing that, that gathers any kind of attention as the bright, shiny, gossipy stuff, which mm -hmm. is exactly what we're talking about. But you have to peel back the onion to find out exactly what's happening. I appreciate you uh, peeling the onion and, you know, getting all worked up about it. Thank you so much, Alan. Oh, you're very welcome. Have a great day. See ya. Cheers. That's Alan Cross from the host of the Ongoing History of New Music and 102.1 The Edge, our brother station. You can check out his blog at a journal of musical things dot com.